Okay, gang's all here. Nice to see everyone. Vatsal, good to have you back, sir. How are you? Nice to have you back. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's nice to back on the podcast. No, we know you've got cooler things to do. Uh, Lauren, Michal, and I have been here um, pounding away at these conversations. But uh, again, great to see you. Um, been a you know, very uh, exciting couple of weeks, you know, product growth, uh, customer growth, and just a lot of things going on. So excited to sort of recap with that, but also discuss uh, some topics that have been nicely laid out in our Slack channel today. So quickly, I'm Tyler, uh, co-founder of SPKI, CEO is the title, and um, you know, really interested in pulling these levers that I think we're actually doing a good job of right now to, you know, get people into using our product, actually using our product, finding value, and then deciding to uh, stick around. Uh, and so continuing those efforts here and excited about what's to come. That's all. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, this is Watson, uh, CQ and Speak here. And uh, actually last last couple of the last couple of weeks has been uh, pretty occupied. I'm in India, uh, and uh, a lot on the go, uh, also along with the product and the personal life. Uh, but always like excited to talk about what we're doing, and wanted to join the last week uh, when something last minute pop up. Uh, so uh, anyway, just so uh, happy to share about a couple of technical updates, uh, product updates, and how does that mean to you? Uh, along with I'm a little bit deep into the the concept called the semantic search, and excited to link up with the speak user and open up a lot of opportunity uh, for them. Uh, so that's what I'm up to. Yeah, uh, Lauren, Lauren, yeah, sure. there we go. This is Lauren, the accountant at uh, SpeakAI, and I've just been very uh, deep into some customer research. So finding out, learning more about who's actually using the platform and trying my best to share that. All right. One thing I was quickly to know, Nihal is going to jump in, but you know, one thing that's been great is to see the evolution of Lauren and Nihal not talking over each other. They nicely rotate. They used to introduce themselves <laughs> at the same time every uh, episode, and now they're they've, they've they've designated. So great to see Nihal. We can't see your face, but happy to have you here, sir. Yeah. No. No face today. Um, I got bit in the eyes by some snakes. So uh, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it, it, it's it's nice to have a. Uh, uh, the full team here uh, this time. I, th I think it's been what a month and a half. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah so pretty. We've pretty had a couple of technical conversations that were yes. like, we are really missing a uh, perspective here in this. I'm not sure if we're laying this out right. Yeah, like just giving <laughs> false information. <laughs> uh, Anything else to add, Nihal? Oh no, uh, I guess uh, just been a pretty busy, uh, interesting week on multiple fronts and uh yeah just look forward to some of these topics we're going to discuss today okay a couple of things I'll, I'll just say quickly which we are not doing one day i would hope that this would be this cool awesome podcast i've been watching obviously this week and this week in startups all the time also the all-in-one podcast i'm enamored with this group of people but uh, i like what they're doing they're doing this five minute light light lightning rounds where right at the start they say here's the five topics that we're going to talk about to spend five minutes on it each and I think, you know, from a sort of engagement perspective or right off the top, it excites someone who's maybe joining, tuning, watching in about what's going to be said, if that interests them and then allows them to stick around to that moment. So just nice an option. Yeah, yeah, just that. That's all. Since you are back uh, uh, for here, I would love for you to sort of um, uh, share what you're most excited about, because um, Lauren and Neil and I have been talking lots about what we're excited about lately. Ah, uh, okay. Uh 
there, there are a couple of things going on, to be honest. Uh, uh, you guys have put a pretty good uh, content around that on the website. Nihal, thank you for that. And uh, like, yeah, if, if you want to go or like the point uh, we said uh, to the speak users and stuff, that also going to be the key of piece for, for today's call. Beautiful. Okay, I will, what I'm going to try to do Maybe if you want to share a couple of things that from that that you're most excited about, I'm going to pull up that page that Nihal has built. Maybe just take a quick scroll through that. And if there's anything yeah, I want to stop and double click on, uh, we can do that. Okay, that sounds exciting. I also need to change the menu title from quarterly updates to updates. Nihal, can you send me that link? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in about. Just go our website. About. I knew it. I knew it. I'm embarrassing everyone. And oh my God. Okay, here we go. Beautiful. All right. It's coming up. I'll populate this on the screen. And, you know, they're basically, I mean, we're sending this to people who are, um, you know, in our, in, you know, following us who are subscribers to our email list. And we sort of do, um, you know, quite a good summary every month, but uh, not everyone gets to see that. So we'll talk about it a little bit here and um, some of some of the updates. Oh, Nihal, featured image too. Crispy, yeah. sir. Okay. Ah, okay, Vatsal, uh, go ahead and see if there's anything. I mean, we'll go one by one and see if there's uh, anything or extra color we can add that's not necessarily described right here. Yep, okay, so let's hop on with this this individual media insights we, we, we work upon. And, uh, you know, it's like if you're using this product, it's been the same user interface in this individual media insight uh, that having the multiple chat instances and a lot of green color and you know in, in, in previous podcast we laugh on that i mean you know it's like there's a too much green to look at on the single page with the buttons instance bar and a lot of stuff so that's a one thing we work upon by removing those green buttons multiple instances and and you know giving them the clean user interface to interact with that and along with what you're looking at here is like giving them an ability to search. Uh, the search was only available in the transcript, but now, you know, search for any keywords, any, uh, you know, the categories you have uh, to identify quickly. So the value proposition here is also like, you know, looking at the informations are getting out of the media, uh, you know, with the open eye clearly, but on the, on the top of that, if you are interested in any of these insights or the interviews that you just wanted to search for, so that's what you can do within a second instead of, scrolling the page, clicking on 12 more and, and stuff. So that's that's a very interesting piece, uh, giving them an ability to search. It's like Tal is looking, searching for the business. And once you search for the business, and once you click on any of these words, that will open up the instance right below the media player. Uh, so I think so, you know, that that's the value we are giving. And like you are just showing the instances which you are interested in. Uh, so just take a pause if anything, anyone wants to add here for this particular because everyone play around this individual media page, uh, yep. you know, for like quite a bit long time. So how do you guys feel? You know, there's sometimes there's these small improvements to an application that might seem like they're just small things, but to me having, you know, overall overarching, like big consequences and impact. So this was, I know something that we've you know talked about for a long time. And then um, one thing I've noticed like as a pattern um, from a development side, sometimes it's just like, you're like, all these things configure, or then maybe something sort of rises into priority. And with the right timing, the right sort of energy inspiration, you can execute on that actually very quickly. It takes a long time to get there and actually culminates that moment. But then, you know, I love those moments where it's like something that we've been talking about for, you know, six months or whatever, all of a sudden is like, I figured it out. 
the mechanism to pull is live in development, go test it. And then later that week or the following week, it's actually in production. And so that was one of these moments here. And I think at a core level, what you said is, you know, a, a main problem that we see just naturally is too much information. We sometimes don't help with that because we actually show too much information in the app. And so to allow people to, you know, quickly filter and only reveal what they care about is obviously important in this. And what, like, you know, not, you know, we've had some criticisms of our green, maybe it's a little bit too bright, maybe it's a little, you know, uh, so any time we can do that and remove redundancies, like, you know, I can't pull up a, a previous version, but basically every single one of these categories used to have this line graph and it was just completely unnecessary. So also finding these moments to optimize the app. Um, and now when you look at this, you are getting a much less possibly blinding experience uh, uh, of it. So I'm, I'm always happy about that. Uh, and to me, again, this is a moment I've been waiting for for a long time as sort of a data junkie who sort of organizes um, content and media in a very scrutinous way. And now I want to be able to get to that information quickly. I also think that it gives us an opportunity to, um, you know, build towards these kind of curated insights as well for uh, people and kind of structuring that combined with, you know, the work and research vessels doing with semantic search too. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting. Were you, were you looking up something? I was trying to, I was trying to bring it in. I did a copy and paste job that I, I was hoping that no <laughs> one noticed that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. Because <laughs> I'm in two different incognito tabs right now. Because I, I was, I, anyways, I don't want to talk about it. Let's uh, ignore what just happened uh, and continue on the journey. I'll pull the app no back. No one knows that. I'll, no I'll, pull, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the app back up. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. Uh, and we'll talk about what is this next part, Vatsal, which uh, again, I think is is really exciting too. Okay, good. Yep. There's no swear words or anything in here. At one point, our default, and, okay, if I think if I go into custom categories, I might be making something a little, uh, it might be some interesting things in there. So I'm going to stay in the default categories and we can walk we can walk through this. I think so it's it's good because we have what we have like you know when we're gonna talk about and the critical pieces of this default category which we include uh the two different options called the include and exclude uh and this concept was necessary uh because before you just can add the vocabularies which you are interested uh and that provides by any applications in the market but you know everyone knows that in many times the because with this automatic topic identification or the keyword identification brands entity recognitions that doesn't provide the accurate insights all the time they, they always have this accuracy of from you know 90 percent or 99 percent to the 75 or 50 percent and in those cases we, we always know that we don't want to see this particular person or this particular brand or this particular keyword moving forward in all this media because it's impacting your your overall insights the overall the, the analysis you want to do on the on the media so that's why adding this exclude concept is it's really important for the customer to go ahead click on edit and just write the word or, or just just copy paste you know if you have this if you have in the csv file excel file you can dump thousand words you know within just copy and paste here and uh, moving forward we know that the Microsoft is the brand, but that's if moving forward, if, if, it, if this is going to appear in your transcription or even in your text notes, that will never include uh, in the analysis. Uh, so that, that's that's all about the feature of include and exclude. Yeah. Here. And this, you know, this opened up, you know, this, this was really interesting. And Niho and I talked about this, this idea of like a parallel in, um, 
Google mm-hmm. ads, which is called negative keyword list, which is, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're paying to advertise on specific terms. And if someone clicks on that, you could be paying a dollar or more for that click. And mm-hmm. maybe there's a combination of a keyword or phrase that you um, don't want to rank on or have to pay for because it's not worthwhile for you. And an example for us is say, say we're advertising on text analysis software, we would exit out, we would remove the word free so that we never have to pay for that word. And um I know it really is sort of this data cleaning, data curation part. And one of the ones that was really interesting, there's an amazing research firm that we work with, and they have a specific amount of basically the companies that they're specifically tracking are nutrition companies. And so what I'm, you know, what what appeared to us there was that they really only want to track mentions of those specific companies and not mentions of other companies. And so by giving them the ability to exclude or include the ones that they care about and exclude the ones that they do not, um, there was value created. And I could, you know, we had a great conversation to walk through this and, and there was a lot of excitement there. And it also revealed just two quick things to me, which I found interesting, which are in their use case, if there's, uh, you know, individually defining the names of these companies, um, would it make sense for them to basically have a toggle setting that allowed them to turn brand extraction off, um, automatic brand extraction, right? But to me, it's also, that's a, that's a tough thing to necessarily do because there may be, say, if they're scraping a bunch of press releases or interviews or something, and a company that comes up that is not in their current data set, they could actually miss out on that insight. And so there's this really sort of, you know, dynamic sort of integration between um, manual tagging and then automated tagging and then sort of semi-automated tagging where it becomes sort of this iterative library that gets closer and closer to the most pure, powerful data set that you're actually trying to create. So um, not sure if you guys have any other insights on that, but this, this is this whole concept is really fascinating to me. And you see these sort of not even edge use cases, but these scenarios where one thing makes sense and another, but as our our role is to almost try to make this universally valuable for the end user of the customer. And that is fun, but also presents challenges sometimes. Yep, that's what think- anything you guys want to add here? This is this is Vatsal okay. and I nerd, nerd out time. I knew this was going to happen. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nihal wrote this post, so he's like, I've had uh, enough I, of this. It, yeah. <laughs> no, I think data. I think data cleaning uh, is like is always going to. The, the more we can help people drill down, you know, to get the information that they truly find valuable, um, that the better our platform gets uh, as well. It's a hard proposition, right? Because yeah. of course the ideal part is that you never make a mistake on identifying, misidentifying a brand. Because what happens right now, speak the engine, you dump a bunch of text, don't shoot up audio. If depending on how a, how a word is, you know, where it is in that sentence, capitalized or not, um, you know, the, the word before that word, we could identify it as a company. And, um, you know, maybe we get that correct. Maybe we don't get that correct. Um, and obviously everyone wants to get that correct as much as possible, but that's almost, uh, an impossible task because new companies, new brands are popping up every single day. And so our system is helping try to generate maybe a company that you had never even thought of or heard of or hadn't considered in your own data set before. And so this need for automatic analysis is valuable. It's just making it uh, as accurate as possible. This one, I think maybe we can all be excited about, um, which is uh, this uh, sort of, 
okay, we got a little roasted Vaxel by one of our customers for the name of it. Um, so Nihal, we might need to go back uh, a little bit on the naming, but overall the functionality was, was, was welcomed. <laughs> well, it's like, why did you call this media? Okay. <laughs> yeah. some, I feel like I roasted us too. I, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I, I would love to hear the solutions because there are so many things to compare. <laughs> the, the, the reason is like, change to change to Meta. And it's like, you know, it's like, what, what does that even mean? It's like, okay, do you have the better suggestions? Just throw that. So or the overall, like, you know, the amenable media does make sense to me because it's about you're selling the media or like, you know, going in this individual media and you're selling publicly. Uh, and before it was like this embeddable recorder, I mean, that the recorder was categorized. So what we have done is like I put the embed and in this embed created two different categories. The, the question I asked like, okay, do we want to change this embed to the SARE? Because we talk about the pillar of the speak are uh, capture, analyze, share uh, as the basic pillars and the improvements and that's a different story, but okay, we got the create or the capture or the management and then this embed. Uh, so again, the domain also we are on is this embed of recorder or embed.media. So also like, you know, a lot of things were already reconnected and uh, changing that to something else uh, wasn't making sense at that time. Uh, but okay, even in the future, we always can change things and stuff. Uh, but overall, this functionality is opening up. You might have said like a lot of media uh, from your individual media player or individual media audio video and uh, this place organize you all and everything in terms of the recorder in one place. And you can see the total views that people have, you know, you know, check your iframe or even the page on top of that, by just click, simply clicking on even the row now, you can open up this edit embeddable media player uh, and all the settings are, all the settings are also, uh, you can access from that. Uh, so the function is same. Uh, but what what is what is on top of that? It's allowing you to also show your not just the media, but also the individual folder or the multi folder and manage that or delete that if it is not if it, if it is not uh, uh, important anymore. And just just to talk about a little bit on the value proposition and you know what was the problem statement? Number one was managing and going through this individual media doesn't know you know was that already publicly available or not. Number two because we also allow to sell the folder, it's also difficult to like how to look at it. Is this already said? What, what's the status of that? Number three, because you're already publicly setting, it's the sort of the mindset of, you know, as a human, we just wanted to see the lights. We just wanted to see the views. Uh, and like, you know, you both are working on the Google and it's like, you know, you are linked up with these numbers and we want to see the locations or the geographical data, the, the mobile device data, it's like, where are they coming from? And so that's going to open up a lot of opportunity. It's just about the time when we are going to execute those things and the graph, the, the complete analytics you can see. And I think so that's going to be mind blowing by looking at uh, the the people are clicking, what type of insights are they interacting with your individual media player or even the folder. And, uh, you know, once we hook everything in one uh, page, that's going to be the fantastic user experience, the user value, and, uh, and also provides a, a sort of the feedback mechanism we call, uh, you know, to improve your behavior or to improve the overall you know that could be the analysis of the research you are doing so that's the problem statement and why this change was important to make at this moment and i think you know you you said something there about you know these these three pillars which one of them being share and the share is really a crucial one won't jump into this topic now but also for us it it, it there's this 
product-led growth that when you allow to share, then there's better understanding of our platform and the interactive elements. And actually you have maybe this breakthrough experience with interacting with media, but at a core value level for our users, if I share a video out, or you know, even if I share, say this library out, I wanna know, did anyone open up the link that I shared? Did anyone interact with uh, this information? And what's really fascinating is because of the way that we've built this, you know, I click on say, you know, Canadian here, that click is actually giving me an insight into what someone is, is interested in. And there's a, a sort of level of analysis and level of interaction that is possible today in our system that we're not really finding in other systems out there that gives you an entirely new insight into how people are interacting with your media. And I was lucky enough today, actually had a, a meeting with a person who's worked in specifically ed tech for 10 years. And they're having this problem, which is too much information. Um, and you know, we have this media list, like too much information, these big courses of uh, what could be valuable information populating, but the users or the, or the people who are taking that course are having a tough time navigating through it all. Or um, you know, uh, if they are, need to go back and reference something, finding that exact moment. And I think there's possibilities for a lot of that to be solved, or at least you know, get closer and closer to that with what we've built today. And so, views that we're seeing here, you know, that's just one layer of this. But we're working with people who are using our system to identify what do they value, what other information do you want to know, how can we analyze and visualize that information um, to give you insights so you can actually make better decisions, make better content decisions not waste time, not waste money, and all the important things that comes up with creating content, which can be an expensive time-consuming task, and you want to get that return on investment in it. And it also brings me what I feel is closer to some of the original mission of Speak, but also um, a wheelhouse that I feel very confident in, and that I know Nihal feels really confident, which is dealing with this analytics layer and extracting the valuable part out of that information so that you can uh, make these better decisions. So uh, very exciting. And uh, you know, just the beginning of uh, something I think we can go pretty deep on here and, and, and actually move pretty quickly on based on some feedback of our, of our users. Absolutely. And it was like, you know how long they spent the time on this, this media libraries, like that's also like another piece, like the, because it's like if someone investing their time looking at your library, that's something that they're looking into it too. So, yeah. Nihal, you're off mute. You have something to say, sir? You got it? No, no. It's, 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 sorry, I'm, I'm like testing out, uh, like the, the mic I got has like a mute button on it. Mm. You're, you've got your headphone mic? And you Is won't your, hear me. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so. uh, just we'll, you know, we'll move on at, uh, from this after this. I think there's just maybe two other quick interesting points that we'll, we'll jump on here and then we'll shift to uh, a couple of things. I'm personally interested. I'd love to hear about some of this semantic search uh, um, piece, but um, you know, one of the things we we've talked about this, so we won't spend too much time on it, is this idea of these the shareable libraries, and we've just made it more obvious, more apparent. Now, I will say, if you are on a free plan or uh, you know one of the uh, you know sort of starter plans to speak, uh, I think if you click this button, you might not get exactly what you hope. But uh, you know, we, this is sort of one of these enterprise sort of functionalities that we've built. Very powerful, very excited about it. Uh, and you know, if you do want to explore the full functionality, send us a message. Happy to give you uh, some testing around. And then, you know, if it is giving you the value that you want, um, we can figure out what's the best way to proceed. But we're seeing some adoption from research firms here who really love delivering insights in a new, 
information, you know, rich interactive way, as well as some, uh, some marketing companies and even some other uh, use cases that are, we're, we're really excited about. And then last, this one has been coming for a bit, uh, a couple of things, right? Uh, just a little update. You'll see a dynamic word cloud once you actually upload. So um, before we just had this static image, I believe of a rocket. Uh, when you're- a rocket. Company. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm- <laughs> I've been uploading. I uh, I got a, an awesome word cloud last night, and I know that might seem sort of uh, you know like a small little adjustment, but this email, this sort of delivery of information that's outside the Speak app, is actually an important part of you know creating value for users. And I think you know building this uh, loop of assets that's helping summarize the information that's taking place in something that could be a long conversation or or whatever it is that you're actually uh, analyzing. And there's going to be some more you know more adjustments to this email as we go forward. And also, I just quickly I need to say that for the if you, if you scroll up a little bit, like there's a there's a there's a chips in the in the emails, like you know Tara mm. and a little bit push about like yep. okay, can we can we display a little bit better because before it was like just the comma set the string uh, without any saying that how many times you know this the start or the idea was yeah. talked about. So uh, yeah, I mean appreciate for that a little bit push and uh, that just bring this uh, a little more pretty uh, insights to display. And lastly, <clears throat> beautiful thing, new authentication, new registration UIs. Uh, I annoyed Vatsal about this in the development channel for, I don't know, a while. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and we had this image beside it. Actually, you can see the image, uh, you know, just below, I think of what it was. And, uh, you know, what it just did was it created a little bit too much stimulation and information when you actually went to log in and register. I've personally enjoyed the new interface. It's much cleaner. I feel like I'm. this is the home the first touch point for a lot of people of the app, once they go from speak to the app and making that as clean as, you know, a limited amount of information that's unnecessary as possible is important. And I think we've seen um, some, you know, even some nice signals this week that that change has been a, a welcome one. So uh, any last thoughts on that? That's, I mean, that's a lot of changes to push out. Like that was a, that was a long email uh, that, that came yeah. together with everything. So any last thoughts as we sort of wrap up what has been a very busy March? in terms of product development and releases? Yep. Nope. I think we lost him. It, it, was, it, it was been like the last two weeks and... Uh, oh, can you hear me? I can hear you guys. Okay. You're back. No. You're back now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought it's it just the main job. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was been a busy week, to be honest. It, it And also the... It was like last two sprints, and uh, along with that, I was like, I was, I was just excited to walk through all these changes because, like, of course, the critical uh, at the same time, and and also to be honest, it's also giving me some more opportunity to work on the more critical stuff than this because you know sometimes you just push things away to get on the hands what exactly you want to do uh, you know work on like more challenging things of course uh, the things need to be done needs to be done at any cost there's no else but uh, but then it just open opens up a lot of other opportunities that you can bring a lot of value along with that and just need to say that uh, the push we made these changes was the thousand uh, thousand PR we call on the GitHub. So that was oh, wow. the so wow. we made like yeah. a thousand uh, pull requests on the GitHub. So th that's awesome. all of the milestone we hit with this and the March end, uh, I, specifically on the uh, on the client side. So and that a pretty, was exciting. A pretty bug free uh, release here as well too. So that's always, always nice, <laughs> nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Great, 
Um, you know, uh, so, okay. You know, Nihal and uh, I always come with a bunch of things, but Vatsa, maybe you're, you're deep into looking in this right now. Um, let's talk about the semantic search a little bit. And if Lauren, Nihal, I hope we can get you in on this. If you have any questions, you know, what, what, why, what is this? Why is this? Why is this important? Why is Vatsa doing this right now? Um, you know, we'd love to sort of have that conversation because I think this is a very exciting Another, I say this already, but a culmination of a lot of the work that we've done to sort of get this value out of these databases that are being built within Speed. Do, yep. do you want to like explain like what you mean by semantic search too? Uh, okay. So for example, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. I just see the error message about the bandwidth. So it is simple as like this, like you know, everyone is familiar with the Google search. It's like the way you search it, just not looking for it the words but it looking for the context that could be the also the now nowadays like explanation or the, the description of the image also getting pulled out from the google so it is not just looking at your uh, you know the words written in the article or, or something like that or in, an, in different language like if you're looking if you're searching for the city it's not just looking for the white city but it's looking for the toronto if you're in canada if in vancouver or india or you know and the one so so, so what I will talk also a little bit more about the context around the speak and like how uh, is going to be the impactful for the customer and what does that mean along with the the uh, in the layman language what is this semantic search. Uh, so it, it, again, I said like it's it's more than looking at the words, but also you know around the context of the query. Uh, and let's say I said the Spotify article a couple of days back, and like if you look at, they were also looking just for the words for so long times, like brilliant engineers, very big team, and they were also still searching for just the words. But now, if you if you search on the Spotify, along with the query, you might also get the song title, the description, or the the lyrics, and and many more. Uh, so in, in in with context to the speak. <coughs> Also, we are, of course, looking for the words that written in the transcription or the text notes. Uh, but now that's opened up a lot of opportunity to looking at the context around the words. So for example, again, I will take an example of the CT. If you're searching for the CT on the speak, right now it's just going to identify the words that include CT in your transcription or text. But now that could be the location. If, you, if there's like, my location is blah, 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 that also supposed to get pulled off uh, and the search insights, uh, like again, the Toronto, the CT names and stuff. Uh, or even if like, you might, uh, I, I wanted to live in XYZ, the tree prison that you're talking about some city here. Uh, so that's the whole idea. Uh, but of course, the idea comes with the technical challenges, its complexity. And, and you know, that's how it takes time to build it uh, with, the, with the right approach and the strategy. Uh, and of course, with the resources. So uh, that's a little bit about like, you know, the, the semantic search and it's like, it's, it's, it's also like look for, for example, the synonyms, the paraphrase or, uh, uh, you know, around that. So just take a pause, then I will go through about little or deep into, into the techniques and stuff. But yeah, any, any other thoughts? I, you know, I, I, it was really interesting. I don't know if Nihal remembers this the one uh, day, but we were, we knew that this, this is something we wanted to do and we were working towards. And uh, so I asked like Nihal, what are some sample questions that you would like to ask speak or the media library? And I remember, and it's the same challenge I'm having, which is trying to create a, a, an example query that might 
might be asked. And obviously we have different use cases, different industries. And like what Nihal did was very, you know, uh, sort of rigidly, not a bad way, but like uh, confine it to what he already knows is in the system, right? So like, what is the sentiment of, or what brand is mentioned most? And those are questions that we are already sort of answering. What I'm excited about is what questions will come up that we are currently not answering. And so we've been, we have been asking some of our people, customers that we're having, uh, you know, conversations with whether live chat or Zoom calls or whatever. It's like, can you give us some questions that you would think that you would ask or that you're looking for in your sort of knowledge base or your media library? Like what, what are those? So we can help build this mental model because one of the experiences that I'm having or, you know, is that difficulty to sometimes create those questions and also the infinite possibilities of what those could be. Uh, and uh, so Again, I'm just very excited about that. And I'm seeing use cases emerge where say it's educational tech, like, you know, say this, this person who wants to make some introductions here, bring some educational techs. Um, and then they're interacting with the course. Those questions could be a lot different than someone dealing with uh, say healthcare data or yep. marketing data. And so how can, can our system accommodate those? But see the, okay, go ahead. No, no, I just, I, I think it's it, to me, like what I'm really, you know, and even one of the questions, sorry, glasses, like, can I be able to type in just a very, yeah, very general search? Actually, I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> it's like, what's, you know, uh, can I compare last month to, to the previous month? And, and what if you don't give enough information of what are you comparing? Is our system capable of generating any response or will nothing happen? Like these sort of edge cases or use cases where if we don't guide someone with questions, they could ask something that doesn't create any result. Um, and I'm, I just think this is an amazing process to go through. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, but there are, there are a couple of different pieces here. So one is the search. So you're looking for something and you're expecting the results pop up. The second is you're asking for a specific question is like, uh, what was the sentiment about XYZ or, you know, what was the comparison from the last month? So in those cases, you're, you're, you're expecting some numbers or you're expecting the response in a different way. So you, yeah. the fundamentals, we all need to understand the questions or the query you are asking are the different, but the response you are expecting. Because when you search for something, you are looking for the top 10 result or top, top 15 results, right, out of that particular query. But when the query becomes the questions, that in that case, you're expecting some numbers. Then you are looking for something very specific for that particular question. Uh, so in that case, is the, 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 both the things are fundamentally different because let's say, Okay, can you search on the Spotify that, uh, uh, you know, who was the most played song or who was the most played singer? No, you're not gonna get the results from that because that is more aligned with the analytics of the data, not the search query. So those are the two different engine runs for this particular problem. So we are talking about two different problems. One is just looking for the data. Uh, again, like very simple language as uh, example on the Spotify, you're looking for some songs, some lyrics, that's a one part. But when it goes to some analytics, that's the different piece, different engine, different response, different, uh, the way we present the data, that's going to become different. And, uh, and, the, and, and the last piece is like, okay, merging both the thing into the one, that's where the more complexity comes into the picture. Because first of all, you need to understand what is the type of this query. Is that the question or is that the normal search? And then you just need to represent both the things into the one. Uh, simple interface. So again, what we are what we are initiated is the search part. The question part comes later when we have the data 
or the understanding of the context. Because if we just look at the data, then we will miss the fundamental of uh, the context. Then we're just looking for, hey, you talk about location, CT for 15 times, but that's not accurate at all, right? You talk about 500 times because we miss the whole idea about that you know context set. so that's that's the step the version one is going to be search version two is going to be the question and the version three is going to be the merging of both the pieces to represent users in the simpler way i hope that makes more little bit sense yeah it sounds like eventually you're going to want to try and have it uh, try and ask like qualitative kind of questions like it seems like you can ask like a quantitative question pretty easy like how much did how many times did this occur how much of this uh happened this month compared to last month which seems you know pretty simple but you're trying to get more into qualitative questions like um that's just how i'm kind of perceiving it right now does that make sense yeah uh exactly because the questions are going to be how or what or like you know in that context uh, we just need to, to identify the, the the entities from those questions so are you looking for xyz is that the category comparison is that the date comparison so for example when i i was taught okay so the query could be in this interview when the person talk about uh, uh, uh the apple brand so now we know the entity is apple brand person we are, we are we are looking for who the most recent data or who initiated who, who was the first talk about the apple brand so then it become the creation date is the context or the entity you can say the date time and the apple brand is the entity so now we know that what exactly entity we are searching into the database uh and like the most positive sentence right so most positive the most itself become the date range the sentiment positive so we are looking for these three entities so in this case, it's way more different than the search query than this entity search. You can say the conversation part, the way the Google Alexa work, the Google Home Alexa, right? Uh, because when you design this Google Alexa conversation UI, what you are defining is the entity or the categories you wanted to put. So for example, uh, I built this application for the, the support customer team in one for the one of the company. And uh, the question was like, what's your company? So now the complaint become the entity and the response is linked with that. When this happened, the date range become the entity that is linked. And now at the end, all this questionnaire ends, we just create the one full sentence, this problem, blah, 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 starts at this, 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 this is what happened, right? So this, just giving you an example of what the entity means in this combination UI, and that also opens up a lot of opportunity for the chatbot, question answer. It's like, you can just do the conversation in the speak itself by asking the simplest question and you can follow up with, with those questions too. So that's just, just giving more context around the search query versus the, the conversations, questions, or you know, sort of an idea. It's interesting though. It's, it's hard for, from a technical standpoint, you're making that separation, but there almost, there needs to be, again, some example questions or almost education for people to have a positive experience with this, that again gives them the result that they're looking for, you know. Because and then I'm looking just like two two examples. Um, one personal, which is like, you know, what was my uh, most positive uh, day last month? Like last month, positive sentiment, right? Yeah. So now automatically you can link up this that, in your mind. And then the other one I could see from more of a research side is like how how do people in uh you know in the last month feel about what whatsapp 
you know, so how, how do you feel about WhatsApp? So then how do we actually compute that? And again, that that layer that you're saying, which I think is like, is there computation on the back end that's possible? That doesn't seem like that's the layer that's right now because the computation is already done for the original analysis. But I say, how do people feel about WhatsApp? The current model that I would do for that right now is type in WhatsApp. What, WhatsApp would be a, a, a default category with a tag or sorry, a keyword or phrase. I would do that, would filter by WhatsApp. And then I would see all the sentences that contain WhatsApp in them with the sentiment. But, you know- You're missing one piece to add here because the changes it's going live are also going to, let's say if you're looking for any words, what, what we are going to open up is the overall sentiment for that particular query. Exactly, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that solves the query about, hey, this is the oral sentiment for any particular query. You might search the file, you might search yeah. for XYZ. And, and then, then he was like, okay, why that is 80% positive versus 20% negative. Show me the only the negative videos or whatever the negative content, uh, the, this, why is this negative around the sentiment, right? So yeah. that solves the problem around the sentiment analysis. And again, the most positive, the most negative, it's already possible by sorting out the data with the, the creation data exactly. stuff. Because it's just for again that, so we're, by saying, by using WhatsApp, you're putting a filter in, which is filtering out most information. Say you do a 200 interviews, now you're only getting every interview and then actually the exact sentence that has WhatsApp in it. Mm -hmm. But then you're then trying to summarize that information even more. So you're then trying to say, get a pie chart of the sentiment of that. But then exactly. the next question becomes why, why positive or why negative? And then there's that other part that's even a further down. Like, so that's what you need to look for the information. Yeah. Then, yeah. But ideally we help present that information. Not that that's a requirement here, but I'm so if 60% was positive, 40% was negative. How can we show them why it was positive or the words related or the reason why it was positive versus negative and right now i think we're actually we've streamlined this process a lot already i'm just thinking of that i you know i maybe that ideal visionary version of this for a non-technical person who literally just wants to ask the question and get the answer so that's beyond our scope today um but it's exciting things to think about and i think as we continue this mission of sort of trying to democratize this access to it um it becomes very exciting and then one last part which is Sometimes I just don't know if the current, if you keep uploading, say you have a hundred interviews in, like some questions are going to fit the data set that you have. And this, cause this is the other part is not our responsibility, but like, if we can't provide a sufficient answer, it's not like we can source the entire internet. Uh, no, that's the reason. That's what I'm going to touch yeah. upon. Also on your previous point, when you talk about this data set piece and also the context missing, right? It's like how, how the system going to know everything about the ed in just education industry and the healthcare, right? So the, the thing different what we have, okay, let me start with the Spotify example. So what they have or the Wikipedia example, let's say if you want to search anything on the Wikipedia, that's gonna pull up from the Wikipedia, which is publicly available data, okay? Number two, let's say if you're looking for the Spotify, uh, you search, I search, anyone search, you're looking in the public, sort of the, all the data they have, but with the speak, what we are going to do is like we are looking for, all the data is stored in your account. So your account automatically become the data set for this query. So th that's, the, that's the challenging, I would say also at the same time, 
the, the equations are also have personally it's like how we can resolve that because let's say if you just want to uh you know analyze uh, if, if you just want to build the model around the spotify data or the wikipedia data those are pretty standard the context the title description image blah blah it's like song name song description song lyrics the, the columns are pretty standardized in our case we need to standardize the data or the structure of the data by the user so your data become automatically the context around what you're going to look for and the industry just become the secondary because we are just building the model on top of your data doesn't matter what type of industry that is because the data you will store the the, the answers you will get uh, in, in, yeah. in the simplest language Sometimes though, I think there will be a, this moment where you're trying to search in your own database or media base and the answer is just not there. And at that point, go do a Google search. You know what I mean? And actually ac access the world's information. Like you might be looking for an answer that maybe part of it is in your data set, in your library, but only part of it. And so you actually are gonna need to consult outside sources to get the final answer that you're looking for, right? Like we're, we're, we're relying that people have built like our one nutrition research firm. Like she sometimes could not get the answer that she's looking for unless she literally scrapes all the newsletters that are coming out. It's, it's her responsibility to build that data set and make the, make her data set then applicable to produce the answers that she's looking for. If she doesn't get that information and curated and to speak, it's not going to happen. And she's going to have to search in a different way. Um, so anyways, that's, I just think. And also the question is, let's say if you're looking for like, let's when Barack Obama was born. And if you don't have any data. Yeah, speak, exactly. Did you say, did you say Barack Obama was born in your, in one of your conversations? If not, that answer is not going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's simple as that, right? So you need to have this context around that. You need to have the data uh, in the data set. And then, you know, your equation just connected. It's like then the healthcare or the ad tech that like, technically not much matter, right? Because we are just, you know, building on top of your data set to help you out answering those questions and also looking for the more context. Yeah. Nihal, any thoughts? We're coming to the end of this. This was, uh, this, I just was yeah. a blur, uh, you know, uh, great to have Vatsal back. I feel like the conversation is a little different with Vatsal back, uh, which I enjoyed. Um, hopefully anyone who cares about some of the technical ends of this uh, appreciated this because I'm again, really excited and I learn every time Vatsal shares insights from, from doing some of this stuff. Um, I, I guess within the, uh, this concept of building a data set within your account, obviously, and then having access to this external or crowdsourced database, whatever it would be. Would those be two different systems or would they kind of, uh, would it be possible to make them interact with each other? So if someone uh, didn't have the query stored within their account, would there be a way for us to automatically provide that information using this publicly available data. Like obviously that would be, let's say another step or like, you know, like V2 or V3, but that is- V5. So the reason is why, why, like, can you elaborate that piece? Is like, why, oh, like, it's like you can do the Google mm -hmm. search for that. If you're no, exactly. but I, I guess it's more like eliminating, because, <clears throat> you know, like we talk about this idea of helping people just stay in one place in order to- well, mm -hmm. So, no, go ahead. Yeah, it's, so it's it's more like obviously like if we can bring that data, obviously they can Google it, right? If they don't have it, 
but if we can actually help them once again, depending on limitations around like API access or data set access uh, with external databases. But if there was a way for us to integrate that and help pull in some of that data, because just thinking about, uh, you know, like I'm just within my frame of reference when it comes to um, software that uses public data sets, right? Like, uh, so, like a lot of marketing software uses uh, public data sets and then kind of builds their own um, query style uh, that that's, supports the, the task they're helping you do. So if we were actually able to, let's say, bring that experience into our platform for people, now they're just doing everything within our platform. They're not you know, leaving, Googling it. Um, they can actually just bring that directly into their presentation or their library, whatever that might be. Right, as an extension. So, are you are you connecting are you connecting with this point to importing the data on the speak, or are you are you connecting this dot with the 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 uh, finding the results from their query? Because then mm. it become again like two different things. Different. Like, if you're on the mm. exploring side yeah, page, sure. and you're, if you're looking for again the same quizzes like when Barack Obama was born, it's like mm. okay, you know, it's like okay that question we can pull up from the Wikipedia, yeah. but how relevant this context is or how relevant the the overall you know the problem statement mm -hmm. is here right it's like right. like of course the pulling up the data or the solution part is different story but what is the core at the objective of solving that problem it's like yeah yeah mm -hmm. or even if you're saying that if just sorry just if you're saying that that could more helpful to import the data in the speed then that would make sense, you know, because then it become importing the the media or audio video or the text if you're searching yeah. for something. It's like if you if you don't like that would be to, the idea. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, like the idea yeah. would be to kind of bring all that data into, let's say, you're building a project around Barack Obama, right? <laughs> for, for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. you you have all this, like this, that you've built this database that you can now share because you've curated it in a way that is. I guess, specific to the way you want to share or display or talk about this information, right? It's that, that you know, it's that, it's such a, it's a, it's a philosophical conversation that, that's actually happening there. And it's like, what, what problems do we want to solve? And I think it comes down to, this is where it really matters, where you interact with your customers and see the questions that they're answering. Cause we could, you know, we're not, we can't source the world's information, um, you know, and, um, and although maybe that would be cool, it, it, it doesn't, it's not necessary maybe direct alignment with it. But I think at the end, if someone asks speak a question, we hope that we can give a sufficient answer. And sometimes that sufficient answer could come from this qualitative information rich library that they've built. And sometimes it might not. And so if that answer is not there, what is the solution? Do we just tell them, hey, go look elsewhere? Do we give them here's what, yeah. And I gotta go. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the the couple of options, like what, uh, right? So on the call that that does is like, okay, if any error occur, they pull up a couple of resources automatically from the stakeholder, and this is giving the exactly sort of the, what yeah. you call the, the sort of the cheap or the rich mm -hmm. rich snippet preview or yeah, yeah snippet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sad. I had to cut this short. I think it was starting to get intense, but I, uh, I, I have a meeting and I, I try to show up on time. Um, thank you so much guys. I know okay. we did this a little bit later here today and hope this, you know, you enjoyed this conversation. I know that's when I talked a lot, but uh, we're excited about some of these things and hope, mm -hmm. hope, hope, hope you are too. We'll Any closing words week. before we, uh, before we jump off? Have a good weekend, guys. Yeah, have a, have a good weekend. weekend. Yeah, we didn't yeah. quite didn't quite get through our we didn't quite get her through our list of topics, but that's okay. That's okay. Thank you, everyone okay, who tunes in. Week. We love y'all. Have a good okay. weekend. Bye. Right, see you, everyone.